to another episode of the Game of Love podcast. I'm Jessica Smith. One of the biggest complaints I hear about dating, whether it's with my clients, people sliding into my DMs on Instagram, or at my live events, is that they are tired of going on bad dates. They're tired of going on dates where they're bored, where they're detached or disconnected from their date, as well as just frustrated because the date really isn't going anywhere. Today, I will be giving you the five things you need to do to be a great date. Because when you are being a great date, you are putting your best foot forward and making a great impression. Being a great dater, you'll also have better quality of dates. You'll have better connections. You'll also get more dates. You'll go on more second, third, fourth dates. And you'll also have more fun. Now remember, we all want good dating karma. When we are good daters, we will have good dates in return. One of the first things you need to do to be a great dater is to be punctual. Being on time is respectful and it shows that you take the date seriously. If someone is late to a date, it's like telling a person, look, you're really not that important. A few things you can do to make sure you're on time is set reminders on your phone. You can set timers as well to make sure you're getting ready in the appropriate amount of time, you're taking traffic into consideration, all that good stuff. Make sure that when you are setting up the date, that the time actually works in your schedule. There's so many times that we're being people pleasers and we're trying to make things work that we'll just pick a time because that's what the person said, but really we can't make it out of work in time. We don't have time to get ready. And next thing we know, we're late for the date. So make sure that the time fits in your schedule. Now, if you are running late, be courteous and text or call your date and let them know that you are running late. The second thing that you need to do to be a great date is to be confident. Now, Harvard Business School did a study several years ago to find out which employees or potential employees were attractive to potential employers. And what they found that was very interesting is that confidence was number one. It was the most attractive thing in a person. And this relates not only to business, it's also in our dating life. Now think about a really beautiful woman. If she isn't confident, if she has bad posture, if she's hunching over, if she's her eyes are darting around like she's insecure, if she's adjusting her clothes, she might be an eight, nine, or a 10 in looks, but with her confidence level being low, it diminishes her beauty and her attractiveness. And it could take a nine and knock her down to like a five or a six. And on the flip side of that, take a woman that's maybe a five or six, like she's kind of like a, like a, just a normal woman. When she's confident, Oh, it makes her so much more attractive. She goes to like seven, eight, nine, ten, just by her attitude. A few things you can do to be confident. Watch your body. Make sure you're sitting up straight and then relax your shoulders down. Take nice deep breaths. And then I'll take you into number three. Make sure you are present. Have your energy, your mind, and your attention on the other person. Have you ever been with someone and you can tell that their mind is elsewhere, they're detached, they're uninterested, and it makes you feel bad. You feel like you're not very important and no matter what you're saying, it's not being hurt. 
So we don't want that for our dates. We want our dates to feel special and important and seen and heard. So one big thing you can do with that is put your phone away. That is a huge complaint I hear from people all over the world. They're tired of people on their cell phones, texting, Instagram, email. Take your phone, get it off the table, off the bar, wherever you're at, and put it away. Preferably, leave it in the car. So then you're not distracted at all and you're really showing the person that you care. Being present also requires you to get out of your heads. So really focusing on what the person is saying and doing instead of thinking about what you're going to order or the conversation you had with your mom three days ago, like stay in the conversation and be present with them. Number four is to be a great conversationalist. So a good conversationalist is someone who can ask good questions, answer good questions, and are engaging. There's nothing worse than going on a date and having someone either ramble on or someone who does just the opposite and is like, yes, good, fine, no, giving very short answers. In a good conversation, it's like a great game of tennis. The ball goes back and forth evenly, gracefully, beautifully. We both get equal time to talk and we eliminate the moments of awkward silences. Now, here are some ways you can be a great conversationalist. Make sure you have some good interesting, engaging questions to ask going into the date. So before you go on a date, take a few moments and sit down and design these questions. What would be fun and entertaining to learn about this other person? What is necessary? What do you need to learn on this date to figure out if you like this person or not? And another little tip, you can also Google great first date questions to ask. And then you can go through long lists and you could pick out the ones that you like and you want to ask. One of my favorite questions to ask on a date is, if money wasn't a factor and we drove to the airport right now, where would we go? Now, asking this question, it gets them all excited because everybody wants to go on vacation. I mean, that's fun. You also learn a lot about this person. So if you are a beach-going kind of person that wants to sit around and drink Mai Tais and get a nice tan on vacation... If the person sitting across from you says they want to go to Antarctica and take samples of marine sea life, you know that it's probably not a match. Another question that I love to ask is, what are you the most passionate about right now? And I always think it's fascinating because I never know how people are going to answer. Someone can say, I'm working on this project at work that's huge. It's going to make me a ton of money. There's somebody else that's going to say, Oh my gosh, I'm writing this piece of music right now and it is amazing and it's my life's work and I'm so passionate about it. Also hear things like, I'm in such a good place right now. I've been working on my health and I'm in the gym every day and I'm really excited about my gains. So it's really fascinating to ask a person what they're passionate about right now. You can also ask questions from the information that your date is giving you. So if they're talking about how they ended up living in LA, you can say, oh, that's fascinating. How did you end up working for X, Y, and Z company? Or how did you end up being an engineer for this firm? So whatever their information that they're giving you, you can just go deeper with them and ask follow-up questions. Another thing you can do to be a great conversationalist is being prepared to answer commonly asked questions, such as, where did you grow up? What do you do for work? 
What do you do for fun? And my least favorite, tell me about yourself. By the way, when people ask me that, I always take a breath and say, what part of me do you want to hear about? What part of my life are you curious about? Don't be afraid to speak positively about yourself. Remember, you're selling yourself. Dating is about sales. You need to make a good impression. You want to be liked. So with that, you got to say nice things about yourself. You got to talk yourself up a little bit. Also, don't be afraid to be vulnerable and to go deep in conversation. We don't want to emotionally vomit on someone. We don't want to tell all of the skeletons in our closets or go on and on with our life story. But we do want to share our inner self. We do want to show a little vulnerability. I, I went on a first date with a guy one time and we didn't have a lot of time with this date. And he said, he, it was really cool because he looked at me in the eyes and he said, we don't have a lot of time. So I want to make the most out of this time and tell you who I am, what I do, what I want. Great. And he started saying, I, I had a rough upbringing. I was the only child. My dad, da, 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 da. my career, I thought I'd be a professional football player or basketball player and it didn't work out. And I'm still a little hurt by it. And I've never told anybody that before. And I was like, damn, like I looked at this man in this moment and he was, he got really real with himself and he got real with me. And it showed that he trusted me and he was safe. And that created a beautiful connection between him and I. In that moment, we looked at each other and it was like, dang, that really felt good. And then in turn, I felt open to share. And I, I led with, hey, I was, I was a only child. My mom was a single parent and I lived in the projects for a while. He was like, no, you lived in the projects. I'm like, yeah, we were poor. And it just, and then that's by him sharing that intimate, vulnerable piece of his life that allowed me then to open up to him in turn caused a connection between him and I. And I get it. Vulnerability is not easy. Vulnerability reminds me of Oprah's definition of intimacy. Intimacy, she said, you break it down like this. In, to, me, you, see. So when we're vulnerable, it's creating intimacy. You're looking inside of someone. You're letting someone look inside of you. That can be a little nerve wracking. But once we can transcend the nerves... The opportunity for connection and love is huge. So if you're struggling with this, go to my website and schedule a consultation call and I'll be happy to help you. Now, number five, my last tip for being a great date is to be a great listener. Being a great listener is very uncommon these days. A lot of people like to talk about themselves. They like to hear themselves talk. And it's very rare that we find somebody that will sit and listen to us talk. However, when we find that person, oh, it feels so good. It feels so good when someone sits there and is listening, understanding you. Oh, there is nothing like it in the world. To truly listen to someone is an act of love and respect. So in order to do this, we need to quiet our minds. So when we're quieting our minds, we're not planning our responses to their questions. 
We're not thinking about, oh, they said something about Alaska. Oh, I remember my trip to Alaska when I went there a few years ago. That was really fun. And all of a sudden our mind is gone. We want to stay focused and keep our mind clear when the person is talking. They can have the most beautiful, amazing things to say, but if you're not present, if you're not listening, you could miss it. Now, having a good conversation with someone, there's going to be times that they're telling a story or they're sharing something and you're going to be so eager and you're going to want to jump in and say, oh my gosh, me too. Yeah. I went to Alaska one time. You're going to want to interrupt, but don't. Interrupting them is shutting them off, shutting them down. Let them continue with their story and whatever they want to tell you. Then when they're finished, you can say, oh my goodness, I hear you, Alaska, mind-blowing. I went there a few years ago and da-da-da-da-da-da. So keeping your mind quiet, really listening to that person that's talking is crucial. When your mind is quiet, you are also going to be very observant. Not only are you going to be listening with your ears, you're going to be listening with your body, you're going to be watching them, you're going to take the person in. You're going to take in all those nonverbal cues. You're going to see how their body language is. Are they leaning into you like they're interested? Are they arms crossed, kind of sitting back like they're disinterested? Are they fiddling with their hair, which is a sign of attraction? So when our minds are quiet, we're being a great listener. We actually learn about the other person. (laughs) Wow, who'd imagine? We go on a date. (laughs) We, We learn something. I mean, I'm kidding, but that's why we're there. We're not there just to talk about ourselves and this is how great I am. No, we're there to create connection. We're there to create a relationship, bond, make some love. So with that, we need to learn about the person we are with. Well, that concludes another episode of The Game of Love. I so appreciate you guys listening. If you have any questions, hit me up on Instagram at jessicasmith.love and I'll be happy to answer your questions. Until next time, get out there and love each other.